Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now on the line for us, General David Petraeus. He's a retired general. He commanded the surge in Iraq and U.S. Central Command and NATO and U.S. forces in Afghanistan, followed by service as the director of the CIA. General Petraeus, I understand there are some stunning developments going on in the Ukraine. Tell us all about it. Well, it really is extraordinary to see what Ukraine has achieved over the course of the last several days, where they have launched a counteroffensive in the east, uh, outside the second largest city in Ukraine, Kharkiv, and they have pushed down along uh, the border there to the south, uh, liberating some 3,100 square miles. That's the latest number from President Zelensky, who was in the liberated area today to raise a flag over Izium, a critical city that was a logistics hub for Russia until, again, its liberation uh, a couple of days ago. And I think what is significant about this uh, is that it is the culmination of an enormous effort by Ukraine uh, that they're not only prevailing on the battlefield, prior to that, they prevailed in what might be determined, uh, termed the force generation battle, uh, where they have proven to be much more effective and efficient in recruiting, training, equipping, organizing, and now employing uh, additional forces and capability, vastly more effective at that than has Russia, which has struggled replace its battlefield losses and casualties, uh, not only in terms of personnel, but also in terms of armored systems and other materiel. Russia, meanwhile, has uh, directed that each of its republics in the Russian Federation uh, recruit a battalion. I mean, this is sort of what we did in the Revolutionary War, where every town has its own militia. That is not an organized way uh, to develop additional capabilities. And it's clear that Russia has struggled. Ukraine has done masterfully, uh, aided, of course, enabled by the enormous amount of arms, ammunition, uh, other materiel, vehicles, individual soldier kit that the U.S. and our NATO allies and Western partners have provided. So this is really significant. It's now the question now is where can the Russians regroup? Uh, The Ukrainians have slowed a bit because they've got to have their logistics catch up uh, with those who are on the front lines. Uh, But Russia is in serious trouble. And the question is, can they reestablish a defensive line uh, in the east, southeast, even as they're also still under pressure from the offensive that you and I have discussed before, John, which is in the south, where they're methodically taking away territory uh, of the only Russians who are west of the Dnipro River that runs from north to south uh, through Ukraine. And it appears that they are making solid gains, again, slowly, methodically, carefully, because they don't want to do what the Russians do, which is destroy a city to take it. Uh, so in, in totality, this is a real uh, significant moment 
uh, on the battlefield. The Ukrainians now don't just have the strategic initiative that I described to you that they had seized a couple of weeks ago. Now they have strategic momentum. And the question is whether the Russians can respond effectively uh, and prevent further significant loss or not. And we'll see that in the days and, and weeks that lie ahead. We, we hear that the, the Russians are out of uh, certain munitions. Uh, they are buying from North Korea and they're buying from, uh, uh, where, where, where else were they buying from, Lydia? Iran. Uh, Iran. Uh, I mean, did we realize that they were that bad? I mean, uh, uh, the, the Russian Empire has that bad of an army? Well, certainly there were overestimations of certain capabilities. Not all of us thought, you may recall, I said they will not even take Kiev, much less ever control it, before the invasion started. Um, uh, we knew they didn't have a non-commissioned officer corps the way we do. We knew they, we knew they had logistical shortcomings and so forth. Uh, but we certainly thought they had a lot of ammunition. Now, to be fair, in that assessment, they have shot enormous quantities of ammunition, John. They... You know, what they did was uh, they basically would run into opposition and they'd destroy everything to the front uh, until they basically depopulate an area and then they take over the rubble. That's what they have done to achieve the additional gains, hard-fought gains, very costly gains for them in the southeast, uh, in the south, after the early gains that they achieved uh, at the beginning of the invasion in those areas. Uh, but they've run through so much. Uh, and keep in mind, the Ukrainians are also expending enormous quantities. I mean, we've provided them roughly 750,000 rounds of heavy artillery. This is, again, for somebody who was in that line of work uh, during the invasion of Iraq and so forth, where we thought we shot a fair amount of artillery. This is just so vastly greater in, in number uh, than anything we envisioned. So, uh, again, this has turned out to be very much an indirect fire war at certain points in time, although now the Ukrainians are schooling the Russians on how to conduct maneuver warfare, which is particularly impressive given that the Ukrainians, they've acknowledged they've never even trained on offensive operations, much less uh, actually conducted them. Uh, they always trained on defensive, and they've done that superbly. But the offensive requires an integration of a whole number of different uh, capabilities and combined arms. Uh, and again, they've done that very effectively, noting that they, they saw opportunities where the Russians had thinned out the lines to augment the forces under pressure from the other Ukrainian offensive in the south, which they launched a few weeks prior to this recent one. And now they're taking advantage of what they saw with intelligence, perhaps assisted by information and intelligence from some of their allies and partners as well. General Petraeus, clearly the United States has been a key, extremely strong ally to Ukraine. I mean, that obviously is playing such a strong role, do you think, in their success? No question about it. No, I mean, we are, and if you look at what we're providing compared to the aggregate of all others, uh, it is still just vastly greater. So, look, we have led this effort from before the invasion, I think, quite effectively. And as you, I will remind you again, and I'm non-political, don't even register, much less vote. And I was, no one was more critical of this administration on the Afghan decision and the conduct of that withdrawal than I was. This one, I think you have to give them very substantial credit. I'll also give credit to a bipartisan grouping 
uh, on Capitol Hill. Minority Leader uh, Senator Mitch McConnell has been a huge champion of this, uh, again, as have the other leaders uh, from the other side of the aisle as well. So this is a case where the United States has come together, uh, again, both sides of the aisle, both parties, uh, and done a, an absolutely magnificent job uh, in aiding Ukraine in its hour of need, and also, of course, in leading the effort to impose financial, economic, and personal sanctions on Russia and the uh, export controls that are also crippling the Russian uh, military-industrial complex because they cannot get microchips uh, based on those export controls as well. So another reason, of course, John, why they have to buy uh, drones from Iran and why they're seeking uh, ammunition and other supplies from North Korea. And uh, General Petraeus, um, John, did you let him know that you met with uh, Kissinger? I had lunch with uh, Henry Kissinger on uh, on Tuesday, uh, and uh, uh, he his personal feeling is we cannot allow him to keep any land uh, in the Ukraine because then uh, we will be rewarding his aggression, and then some other dumb leaders will do other dumb things. Uh, versus uh, my discussions with Admiral Stavridis, uh, the former head of NATO, who said uh, maybe we should make a... Uh, uh, a uh, like give them some sort of concession. A concession right. with uh, something like North Korea, South Korea, and right, things right. like that. Uh, what, what, what do you think, uh, General? Well, I, to be fair to both of them, by the way... Um, and I know both and respect both very, very much. And, and they're both, count them, very personal friends. And Astro Bridges and I were partners in a variety of endeavors in our time in uniform together, uh, including uh, Afghanistan. But uh, each of them, like all of us, I think, actually, our vision of what's possible actually has evolved very considerably during the course of this war. And if you can't even envision something possible, obviously, it can't be part of a strategic vision. And what we are now envisioning, and Dr. Kissinger's latest comments reflect this, possibility that Ukraine could not only uh, return the situation to that which existed prior to the 24 February invasion, but maybe prior to the 2014 seizure of Crimea and the parts of southeastern Ukraine known as the Donbass. Um, and given that, uh, look, I think we should enable Ukraine in every single way that we possibly can, together with our allies and partners, and putting pressure on them, uh, encouraging them to do more uh, at this critical moment. It's crucial, by the way, I would add the, the criticality of financial support, because obviously the Ukrainian economy is in shambles and they need uh, enormous assistance in that regard as well. I am I am leaning now much more toward the Dr. Kissinger uh, thinking that you take it all back. Uh, and uh, Russia cannot be rewarded, not just for this latest invasion, but for what they did to Ukraine back in 2014 uh, as well. Uh, there might come a time along the way where there could be some negotiations, but that's that I think you then defer to Ukraine. Keep in mind that uh, President Zelensky has said he will refer any negotiation to a referendum of the people, and I think the Ukrainian people at this point you know, 97 percent of them said in a recent poll, and it was before this uh, most recent very su substantial success, have said they want to fight on. Uh, they're not in a mood for negotiation. 
Um, so I think given what they have achieved recently, uh, we enable them in every way we can and enable them to take back the parts of their country that have been seized from them by these two brutal invasions. Well, General Petraeus, thank you for your service to our country and you continue to speak out for our country. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you.